Hello, everybody. My name is Tyler Freeman, and welcome back to episode 19 of the Ansel Army podcast. This week, I'm joined by yet another Ansel defender. It's the Yorkshireman himself, Tom Beasley. Tom, how are you, mate? Hi, mate. Yeah, well, good, thanks. Good awesome man. to be on. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, just waiting for restrictions to ease, like I said last week, but you know, it's all looking it's all looking positive and it's all looking up, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's getting there slowly but surely. Hopefully they stick to the word and uh, things move next week whenever it's two weeks time. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're all looking forward to. You know, the Euro's coming up as well, so the England squad's been announced today. So just buzzing for that mostly, to be fair. Yeah, you know what? I haven't seen that yet. I need to have a look. As, as I said, I've been on the golf course every day, so I uh, struggle to keep up with stuff like that these days. A few dodgy picks in there, but I've got I've got trust in the boys. I think it's coming home. Yeah, fair. Is Trent Alexander-Arnold in it? Yeah, it was a controversial one, wasn't it? But he's, yeah, he's managed to make the cut. He has to be in there. I think he's still one of the best throughout backs in the, uh, in the league, at least. And then it's good, good cover, if nothing else, isn't it? But he's too good to leave out. I think I, like he obviously went for a few dodgy games, didn't he? And everyone was like, "I can't be in the England squad." But there's no, you can't not say that he he can't be in there because, like, in my opinion, I f- it feels like I dig him out every week. But I think he's miles ahead of Wan Bissaka, and he's obviously younger and got the legs on Kyle Walker. So, I, in my opinion, he could be starting potentially. But I feel like Kyle Walker's reliable in an England shirt. Absolutely, yeah. And is more about Trippier, is he in it as well? Because he's the other one that would be. I think he probably could. pushing. He could be, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think he deserves to be in there because he had a strong World Cup, didn't he? So there's yeah, no he reason just, he shouldn't be. They've just won the league in Spain as well, haven't they? So. Yeah, the defenders is Trent, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker, Connor Cody, Ben Chilwell, Rhys James, Ben Godfrey, Luke Shaw, John Stones, and then Ben White. That's a controversial one. Yeah, I can't argue with any of them, to be fair. Ben White, obviously, at Leeds last year as well, made a massive name for himself, so fair play. But I feel like they, I, I don't know Ben White this year. He could have put. They could, I feel I feel like there could have been different options because he obviously is at Brighton. He does start, but he's not one of them outstanding performers. Like he was last season, obviously in the Championship. But this year, I don't think. I mean, it's fair play for getting into the England squad, but I don't think there's a big enough reason for him to be in there. I think it's probably experience as a youngish lad. Remember when they took Walcott years and years ago? I think it's a similar story to that. You know, they might. Just get him introduced to that kind of thing because he's going to be the future, isn't he? I reckon, or potentially. So, I think that's what's edging us closer this year, and people have got more belief because we have we have younger players. You know, we've got loads of players coming through, and then some experience as well, like Harry Kane. So, I don't know. I feel like we can push all the way. I hope so, but you know, it, it's almost a problem having as much talent as we've got, especially in that kind of number nine role and the, the strikers. Because you know, whatever he does, he's going to get. Uh, abused for it is Southgate so I think it's a tough tough position to be in to be honest but as you say we've got the talent so hopefully they can uh, all gel together and uh, bring back the goods There was one more controversial one wasn't there they've picked Calvert-Lewin and Ollie Watkins over Patrick Bamford what, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah well, I, I don't know to be honest. I mean I'd have probably given Bamford a go in the friendly and the warm-ups a few months ago yeah, uh, over, over Watkins, but at the end of the day, they're both similar types of players. They've probably had a similar impact in their respective teams in the Premier League, so it could have gone either way. But Bamford's one of those people that people love to hate, though, isn't he? So he's, he's battling things like that straight off. So I think it makes it harder for him to make a name for himself. 
it seems like every time he brings out a squad, there's always going to be controversy because everyone's always got different opinions and it doesn't help because everyone's obviously supporting different teams. So they're, they're always going to back their own players. So it always, always just ends up in arguments in like Instagram comment sections and stuff, which is funny to see. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you one thing, Harry Maguire as well. I don't know about you, but I don't get the hype with him at all. Yeah. To be fair, eighty million. I've still got to agree. It's ridiculous amounts of money to pay for him. But this season, I wouldn't say he's eighty million pounds worth. Like he's not worthy that much. But he's he's definitely improved and stepped up this year. But last season, oh my god, I couldn't watch him. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit critical. Maybe maybe I'm a bit jealous of the money and stuff. But (laughs) I just think I don't know. I just look at him and I think you're not. You know, as everybody hypes you up to be, and everyone speaks about who's going to partner Maguire at United, who's going to partner him at England. I think Arkin is, well, I don't think he's the best centre half at United, and I don't think he's the best centre half in England. So, yeah, there's there's always mixed opinions with Maguire because you could easily say that Eric Bailly at Man United, he could potentially replace him at that spot, but. Is it, I think he's United's captain, isn't he? So he's always going to keep his place there and Solskjaer obviously rates him highly as well. Yeah, he's, he's English as well, isn't it? So I can't, in a way, it's good for the league and having a, you know, an English captain. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Bailly's quicker. I'd say Lindelof probably reads the game a bit better. I just think he's a donkey, to be honest, but maybe I'm being harsh. I think people would probably say that he's like one of the only properly English centre-backs going now. You know, he kind of, no nonsense. To be fair, at the uh, the World Cup, he was quite, you know, you saw more of his game and he was dri- dribbling it out from the back. He's gone a few runs. I feel like that was some of the players' primes, wasn't it? You know, Pickford, we, he performed in the tournament. Maguire, he performed really well. So ever since that, I feel like it's gone downhill for them too. Yeah, I think you're right. Who is uh, Pickford in the side as a goalkeeper as well? Because yeah, talk about it. I, there was always going to be. He was always going to be in there, wasn't he? Because you know, you saw him at the World Cup. He was unbelievable. That was that penalty save and then the big save against Belgium as well. But yeah. as I said, he as soon as he came back from that tournament, it just went downhill massively. And I feel like in an Everton shirt, he's very unreliable. <laughs> Absolutely, and right, obviously injuring Van Dijk as well. It kind of all went a bit tipped up from then, didn't it? But he, the amount of abuse he got on like Twitter and Instagram and that yeah. is unreal. So that could have affected him, but we'll have to yeah. see what he does. He might start, he might not, but I don't think there was any sign of Pope in there, which is disappointing to say the least. Yeah, so I think he's injured, did I say? I can't remember. Got goalkeeper-wise, Dean Henderson, Jordan Pickford, Sam Johnston and Aaron Ramsdale, which is a weird one because what is he, 21, 22? At a relegated yeah. side as well. So for him to step up is going to be a big one. Yeah, that Sam Johnston's good as well. I imagine he'll stay in the Premier League next year, but we'll just have to see what happens in the window. A hundred percent. Enough of the England talk and more onto the big one. We've got to go for it. Mill deal wise, what are you going for, mate? All right, you know what? I can't say I've ever had a meal deal from Tesco's, so I've had to do a little bit of research. Oh, here we go. Is you going for the win here? You've gone full research, so you, you know you've got to try and top the table here. I have. I've gone for something that I think I would eat, but as I say, I've I'm not, I'm not a frequent visitor to the meal deal, but main course or main sandwich, should I say, gone for sausage and bacon and egg triple, which looks unbelievable on the pictures. Yeah, I could, I could definitely back that. That's a big one, especially getting three as well. So you don't normally get yeah. that in a sandwich. And what Rod was saying about size, you know, I, I'm a big eater and I love like, my unhealthy food, so that sounds perfect. Drink-wise, I'm going to have to boring because I'm not very healthy, as I say. So all those are... Like, Naked smoothies look a bit gash, but full fat <laughs> coke, I don't think you can go wrong with, can you? That's it's a good shout. You know, it's the old reliable, as I say, most weeks. So I can't really complain with that. 
I was hoping there was going to, do you know those fridge things, that, fridges? Oh, oh yeah. No, I, that. I shouldn't have brought that up. No, but um, it was going to come up anyway, so. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Anyway, yeah, I, I love those, they're like chocolate brownie ones, but that's not on there, unfortunately, so. Uh, uh, but yeah, full fat Coke. And then for the side or whatever it is, do you remember fridge raiders, those um, like oh, little yeah. chicken things? Fair I, enough. I love them. I absolutely love them. So I'd probably, I'd probably go that Oh, solid to be fair. You've, what kind of fridge raiders? They do loads of different flavors, I think. I haven't had them in so many years, but I feel like they do quite a few flavors. For me, I'm just going for the normal plain ones, the old reliable. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think. I mean, yeah, I think is it slow roasted ones, the normal ones, and then I think like, so. I yeah, know, and you've got loads I'd of different other ones. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really going. I'm just going for the reliable ones there. To be fair. Yeah, sounds a plan. You don't know. You get the the fridge raiders and then the full fat coat. That's obviously, as I said, it's just it's up there, isn't it? You know, it's it's a staple a staple drink, I'd say. And then you've got yeah. the what is it? Sausage, egg, and bacon. Bake, bake, it's a big breakfast sandwich by the looks of it. Ooh, right. Uh, uh, for me, I'm gonna have to go. Gonna have to one up again. It's gonna be an eight point three. So that tops you the table. It tops the table oh. for you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here we go. So that's three weeks in a row now. Everyone just overdoing each other, which is great to see. A little bit of competition near the end of the might, series. Might have to go out and buy all that tomorrow to uh, double check that it's up to standard. Uh, that's what we like to see. I'll have to add it at the end of the podcast, a full review of your choices. <laughs> now, that's good stuff. So congratulations on topping the table. Quality. <laughs> good man. Tom, you're the third defender on the podcast and the second one that's a newer member of the squad. How's life at the Amps treating you, mate? Mate, honestly, like it's been awesome. And I, I have been playing football whilst I've been down here, but just when I can, and uh, having the opportunity to get back into an organisation and you know a team like this has been so good. I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Hopefully, it can carry on for a, a few more seasons. Yeah, so now loving it so far. You've definitely slotted in well and you look like you're enjoying it. What are your overall thoughts on the club? You know, you're quite new, so it's all just still settling in. Yeah, it's, to be honest, it's great. I mean, no one else has touched on it, but I think from the players up, everything seems to be in harmony at the moment. Like, I know people keep touching on it, but Gaz is obviously doing a great job. He loves the club. Roger's, from my experience, doing great as well. Uh, the management seems to have it nailed on and, you know, they were pretty much all UEFA B coaches. So really they could be managing, you know, step three, step four sides. And to have that kind of um, coaching at our level is, I think, a massive thing. And I think that's probably shown in how we've played this year, to be honest, because, you know, other teams have probably just got volunteers and help, you know, maybe a parent, not, my, not maybe a parent, but, you know, somebody that's probably... Not as experienced. But, no, yeah, around around football and probably is great at, you know, being around a few teams at that level. But, you know, these boys, I imagine, are all looking to either pull us up the leagues or get the experience and go have a go, you know, people like Lee. So, but I think it's an, an absolute massive benefit for us having that kind of stuff around the training and, yeah, how the clubs run, as I say. I think it's just, everything just seems to be awesome, to be honest. We're very lucky in terms of the management staff who we've got. We've obviously got... Nathan and then Lee and Martin as well and they're all top coaches and you know they know how to train the players well enough and then it obviously showed on the pitch didn't it because we had a good enough season before it ended yeah absolutely as I say I think 
I mean, the training is just one thing that massively sticks out to me. I think Dad said it as well, but when I first turned up, there was 20 dev lads, there was 20 odd first team boys, and you know, it was there was a purpose to it. And I just think like, that's exactly the way you need to be if you're wanting to push and play good football. And I, I think I'd say, as you say, I, it's coming out on the pitch quite well. So even that, you know, you've the amps have obviously only just got back into training, and it's always just it's like the last few weeks have just been kickabouts where you know, just getting back on the football pitch has been a good feeling. But even then, you can see there's intensity and like that's setting up good enough drills, and you know, it is match realistic, so that it's not just to mess about, there is obviously purpose, and we're not even in pre season yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have you enjoyed Have you enjoyed coming down? Oh yeah, I haven't really mentioned, I haven't really touched on it on the podcast, but yeah, coming down has been good to be fair. And, you know, to play, like to just even train at men's football is good experience. And especially to train with the Amps, it's a different feeling, you know, coming to, from watching to then just playing, just having a kick about it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, Ross hasn't got many years left either, so. You never know if you uh, keep impressing, he might be uh, nicking <laughs> ha- his gloves off. I happily take the call up, you know, because it can't be long, can it, till he retires? <laughs> no, nah, he's getting a bit slow and old now, isn't he? So. Yeah, you know, it takes, a, it takes a while for him to get down to them low shots. So I'll happily take the call up whenever. So Lee, anyone like that, anyone behind the scenes, just give me a call. <laughs> More is catching that concerns me after that Walthamstow game. Oh, wouldn't have, oh, that, that's, oh, that's unbelievable. You can't bring that up. That's a touchy subject. I don't care. He'll, he'll say plenty about me. So, to be fair, you had a good you had a good game that night. Yeah, you you obviously cleared the yeah, ball off the line, it. didn't you? So you save Ross in that aspect as well because he'd been rounded and then you came and saved the day. Yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was a mistake from me that got us in that situation. I can't remember to be honest. I remember it might, I might have had a dodgy clearance and then oh no, I'll tell you what it was. He had a great touch, didn't he? He fed into him and he did he some ridiculous it, didn't he? piece yeah. of skill. Like yeah. something like over the yeah, it was mad. He was a good player, wasn't he? That striker. I don't know his name. I think it's Johnson or something. But yeah, he's a good player. He ran, yeah. especially second half. He put the burners on. He's just running past us. Yeah, he was quite quick. But you know, well, again, that's a touchy subject with me. I wasn't happy with some of the comments last week about pace, but oh. <laughs> I thought I uh, kept up with him quite well, to be honest. No, you did. <laughs> I'd say you pocketed him for most of the game. It's just them last. 10 15 minutes when the whole team just started putting the burners on, they properly went for it. And then they'd like that free kick that I think hit the bar, they kept going through. Ross made a few good saves, he obviously cleared it off the line. They just kept piling the pressure on. We had like everyone behind yeah. the ball at one point. It's just fitness in it, I think. It was a good game, yeah, unbelievable game. I really enjoyed it. But I think, I mean, me especially, coming from not really playing much to playing at a bit more of a higher intensity like that, get to 70 minutes and I'm like, blowing a gasket. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's the same for everyone. And it's just that little bit of fitness as you as you develop through and go up through the leagues. I think that's the main difference, really. I think Dav said that again. Was that your one of your first games or your first game? I'm not sure. I think it was my second. The play, me and Josh Peacock were the back four or back two centre backs. Uh, it was it might have been the week before. Oh, it must have was been. Yeah, was it London Lions? I can't remember which we won actually. And then, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect in terms of that because obviously. Ash and Josh been there a while and me and Dad had turned up. So I, I was just, you know, enjoying the situation and not knowing if you're going to play or not. But, you know, I don't think I appreciated how big that game was going to be and how, you know, how many people were down there, the atmosphere. So it was great to be involved. Yeah. Definitely impressed for a second game. And you obviously mentioned about not playing that much football and then coming in and playing in such a hot, a lot of big occasion. Then you obviously stepped up to it. So fair play for that. 
Yeah, I say I just love it. You know, I think the more people you're around that are as good as some of the players around with us, it, I think everyone steps up your game, you know, and it helps you out because you've got people around you that can get you out of shit or, you know, just in, be in the right place to get the ball if you're in a bit of a troubled situation, which as you go a bit further down doesn't happen because the people around you aren't as good. So, you know, I think it's all, it all helps raise the occasion, if you like. 100% agree with you. You did mention Darves a second ago. What's it you obviously signed at the exact same time on the same day? So what's it like playing alongside him? You know, the, the last few games we played until the season, unfortunately, got null and voided. Yeah, it's great. He's uh, obviously played a lot of football, very experienced up the leagues and people respect him. Um, and he's, he's just great. It's just to play next to someone like that and have somebody that... I think we've gelled quite well, like quite early on. We seem to understand each other quite well. And obviously he's getting on a bit as well. So again, I'm the legs of the partnership, but doesn't seem to be appreciated. <laughs> Underrated player then. Well, I, I just, you know, I'm I'm big, obviously, so I might look slow, but that chat about those races, man, I, I reckon I'd have most of them when I get yeah. going. <laughs> Once the legs start going, then the whole body goes, and then it's just go time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, one of my strides he's like five of charlie's so there's no way he's gonna keep up with <laughs> you're on it today everyone when you go out to training everyone's going in on you because this is unbelievable <laughs> just going to everyone here no mercy right, they'd all do the same to me so that's fine it's all right as long as you can give and take that's the best way isn't it yeah well it's a sign of like respect to the end of the day isn't it as well <laughs> if you come in and nobody says anything to you or you're dead quiet i think i mean obviously there's a line but having a bit of banter and having fun, enjoying it. I think it's a big part of it. And as long as you don't offend anyone and everyone knows where you stand, I think it all adds to the team kind of attitude and environment, which I think is, again, pretty spot on. Especially at our level as well. We, you've always got to have a laugh and a joke because we're obviously not playing the highest level of football. So as long as we're all as long as everyone's training at a high, high enough intensity and a high level, then why not just have a laugh and a joke? You know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I played up north in a similar kind of level, um, it was a lot more serious. Like, well, serious is the wrong word, but there wasn't the social aspect and there wasn't the banter, if you like. And if you made a mistake, people are on you, the manager would be on you and you think, for some people that works, but for some people you just need, you know, everybody to kind of go, yeah, no, forget it. Or, you know, give you a bit of a jokey stick and then then it's forgotten and then you're on. And I, I think, again, that is where I'm so great because when we're on the pitch it is serious but off it you know even Lee will have a bit of a laugh for us and a bit of banter in the right moment and I think that's usually important. I've never got that kind of people getting on each other's backs at training sessions because that's what it is it's a training session like everyone's going to make mistakes if there's a certain drill so for people to just get on their backs that's obviously not going to take you into good momentum for the Saturday you're playing I just it doesn't really sit right with me. Yeah I I, I, it wasn't really bad in where I was previously, but there was certainly like a few, it was kind of a clicky thing. And again, I think blokes have touched on it previously that it happens when you go up a little bit higher and it, you know, as long as we can keep our attitude as it is at the moment, even if we do progress a little bit, I think stands in good stead compared to some of those people that come in and play football and then disappear again. And they're not interested in anything else. Before we get onto anything else, I've got to ask you, and it's been touched on in many podcasts before, and I've always stood your corner. What are your thoughts on that famous tackle against Stanway? Do you think you deserve that yellow card? No chance. 
If that's a yellow card, the game has gone absolutely soft. But ah. no, it, it was, I mean, it was firm, but I was in control. I got the ball. He must have landed badly because I don't really remember hitting him. Um, so he's obviously landed badly. You know, it's a contact sport. Poor lad got hurt, but he's from Essex, so I, I don't really know what else to expect, really. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd say firm but fair is a good one to describe that. It is. I mean, if you if you look back ten years in the Premier League, people what, would have played on, wouldn't you? People were smashing each other, and I, the game obviously. I mean, it's a different subject, but VAR and stuff is just highlighting that things are, are getting very very soft. And to be honest, it's kind of ruining the game a little bit. You know, tackling's a, an art. It was an art, and you've got to be so careful now because if you do something like that and you get but I mean, obviously, cost me a, a game in the Vars, didn't it? I got suspended from that. Which I feel like that's why people turn to non-league football, isn't it? Because they want them harder tackles, they want more of the passion. So to see to see people kind of get yellow carded for stuff like that is a bit of a mare, to be honest. So I'd like to see if we could, if you'd go back in time, and then if like if we had some kind of VAR or something, if they would have given the same decision, I'm not sure what would have happened there. Well, I, I honestly don't think it would have looked as bad in, if you slowed it down. But, I mean, again, Roger touched on it, but he, he thought it was a red card. I was like, are you pissed, mate? Yeah. Red card? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, you didn't seem fussed, to be fair. I thought, I, to be fair, I thought, oh, he's gone down. You know, he's he's screaming a little bit, but he'd get back up. But then when he got stretched off, you know, I was like, oh, this is quite serious. But still, at that point, I'd still back you and say it went a yellow card. So, harsh. Yeah. Definitely harsh. Uh, I think so, but you know, it's well one of those, and you can't really complain. It just again, it frustrates me that uh, even if it is a foul, like you get a yellow card, and then it puts you in the, under the cosh in terms of well, that day. If if I had played on, it would have sent me off because he just seemed to have some kind of vendetta, didn't he? Yeah, he was, it, it, that ref, ref was a dodgy guy that day. So was the pitch, and just so was the conditions. It was such a hard one to play in, but we pulled through in the end. Yeah, it was a good game. And again, that shows how good our squad is, doesn't it? Because Ash comes on and has a good game. And even though we didn't fire, the people that came on made a huge difference. And we had to play the game in a different way. But it's a sign of a good team battling and grinding out a win, isn't it? So Yeah, 100% agree with you. You know, you touched on it a minute ago about that yellow card, obviously, following over through to the next Vars game. What was it like, you know, seeing that loss at Mulbarton when you're not playing? Was it a hard one to take? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I went on the bus and probably a little naughtily and guys gave me a jacket and said I was the media man for the day in, in the committee. So jumped on the bus, went to watch. And I, I hate watching, to be honest. It, it winds me up. And then obviously Dave's got injured early doors. So JT was already suspended. So it was pretty tough. But again, the lads that stepped in, Josh and Ash had a great day at centre-half. Wingy put in a massive shift. And then obviously, unfortunately, Ash got sent off. And then Draycott dropped in. So... It's one of those things where if we had everyone available, it might not have got to that stage. And the goal was a like, freak unlucky goal. It was. Uh, it, was, was it, it came out and then deflected off. I don't know who's foot. And Ross went one way and it just over his head kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that you see in the Premier League as well. Wherever you watch it, sometimes there's nothing you can do. And it was a, it, well, it was harsh. I think the game was pretty much in the balance and, if, if it had lasted another four or five minutes and and had been nil-nil, we'd have probably gone in and won the penalty shootout as previously. But yeah, it was a bit hard to take. But I think the people that beat them in the next round have won it, I believe. I might be wrong, but... Oh, yeah, I think they, they could have. Yeah, because who won it? Hepburn, didn't they? Or Constance? Yeah, I think 
Uh, yeah, I, I Hef- feel like, or was it Warrington? I don't know. It's one of them. They got the final, so they're obviously a decent side. So you never know what will happen. But I think the run we had was great. So would you say? Would you say all the boys next year are looking for a further Vars run, or you know that you're obviously going to look to get promotion because we've got the facilities and everything, like I touched on a few weeks back, to obviously push for them higher leagues. But would you say everyone's looking for a longer Vars run as well? Uh, well, rumours have it. I'm not 100 sure yet, but apparently we might be. In the FA Cup next year, so that that would be cool. That's what I might be wrong. Might be wrong, but other than that, yeah. I mean, a cup run's great. It's special, isn't it? Especially when there's days like that, you travel out your area. But yeah, I think the lads obviously want promotion, and uh, I don't know. Maybe this year, I think we seem to be on a good run. It'd have been interesting to see how far we could have gone this year, but. You I know. felt like uh, when we obviously lost that game against Mole Barton in the Vars, n- like none of the spirits were down, were they? Because we I, we obviously knew that we were, the, the run we were on in the league as well as the Vars, we were obviously going to have momentum to go forward. And I look, I felt like if that if the season would have gone on, we could have it probably got promotion because, you know, we hadn't played as many games. We had games in hand on t- games in hand on different teams. So I feel like we could have gone on the way. You know, this yeah, season I mean, we've got different teams in as well from uh, different places who I'd say aren't as strong as what we had before. So it'll be good to see how far we can go this year. I think so. It's a bit of an unknown, isn't it, with these new teams coming in? And I think the teams that are staying in the league will probably know what they're going to be like and probably fancy a lot of that. But I, the other ones are unknown. You never know. I mean, hopefully, again, like going back to what we were saying, we've, we've got the process. So hopefully we can just keep trudging on and see what happens. It's absolute carnage at the moment as well, like regarding the, all the like leagues moving and stuff, because you've got so many teams like wanting to move leagues again because they feel like they're too far away from opponents and stuff. Like even Amisham in our league, they've been in our league for what two, three years now, and out of nowhere they suddenly just want to move to like a different counties league or something. I just don't get it. Like it's absolute carnage. But I just want the season to get started now, which is, I'm looking forward to massively. Yeah, it'd be great. Get back and hopefully it's unaffected this year and uh, back to normal, but we'll see. It, it looks like, I hope we're going in the right direction. We've always got a local lockdown, not far from us in Bedford, but, you know, apart, we're, it seems like we're not too bad at the moment. So I hope everything just keeps going ahead and we're restrictions free soon enough. Yeah, we've got to get on with it, don't we? So that's my view. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like it's about time that we get on with it now and just kind of see if we can ride this wave of this Indian variant because, oh, we're sort of going a bit political here, but I'd say there's not many, oh, there's not like, it's not many like deaths going up, is there? It's mo- mostly just cases. So if we just ride it out a little bit and we just keep going, we'll be restriction free in no time. Yeah, I won't, I won't comment, but see the lads will uh, laugh at me with my thoughts on that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We've seen the tweets and different rants on there, so best not to go into it. Yeah, unless you've got five hours, and then uh, we might be able to come to an agreement. That's definitely a separate podcast. <laughs> uh, Tom, before you go, mate, I've got one more question. Could you please describe ATFC in three words? Okay, right. I'm going to go with welcoming of the way I say I've been treating newcomers have come I think it's great banter because I say I think it's another big part of the team and the other one if Roger put a hyphen I'm going to put two hyphens in so go on too too far south is the last one but uh, we can definitely hyphen that what a banger (laughs) other than that no I say it's uh, we're definitely the other two and uh, 
it's just great. Yeah, I've loved every second so far. I hope we can carry on. Smashed it out of the park there, smashing it on the pitch. So I'm looking forward to seeing you next season as well, mate. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Great. See you later. There we have it. Episode 19 of the Ansel Army podcast. Catch me next week for the final episode of Series 1 with Ansel midfielder Ed Skinner. <laughs>